0: this session of Look at the Book on uh, verses 7 to 9 of chapter 5, actually, all I want to focus on is these two phrases, be sober-minded, be watchful. I just want to know what that is. Is your life marked by this sober-mindedness and watchfulness? What does that mean? And how do we do that? Is it, is it a good experience or is it excessively uh, burdensome? So I just think it's very crucial that we all come to terms with whether our lives are marked by watchfulness and soberness. So let's ask what they are. Father Grant, I pray, that as a result of this session together, all of us would be appropriately, biblically sober, sober-minded, and appropriately, biblically watchful. Show us what it is and how to do it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So really, the the, the method that we're trying to get at here is when you see phrases like this, not clauses, but just phrases, what? What is the meaning of them? And of course the answer is found by focusing on the reality and just thinking about it and uh, turning them upside down, that is, asking what the opposites are and then looking at them in context and then broadening out to the other parts of First Peter to see how he uses th- these phrases. That's the strategy that I try to follow. So, Sober-minded, sober, seeing things for what they are. Uh, When you're drunk, you're out of touch with the reality at least a little bit. So the opposite, drunk. What's the opposite of watchful? Well, it helps to to think of, of watchful as, say, um a watchman, the the worst opposite would be he's asleep, right? So the opposite of watchful would be sleeping and the opposite of sober would be drunkenness. And then you ask, okay, how do they relate to each other? What, Why use both of those? It seems to me that if you go to sleep, then you totally lose your senses. And if you get drunk, you distort your senses. So there's a kind of... Uh, sequence here, it's a kind of progress here that says by all means in your spiritual sensibilities as you, as you look at reality don't go to sleep and lose all your senses don't even, don't even dull your senses keep, keep your sense your perception, your awareness of reality not only um, awake but keep it sharp and clear and alert. So then we ask, okay, sober uh, and watchful uh, of what? what? What senses are we trying to not let go to sleep and not let dull? And in the context then, that's what you look at. You look at the context and you say, okay, I have an adversary, the devil—he's prowling around like a roaring lion. He's seeking to to devour. So I must be—I must be soberly and watchfully aware. I must be have—I must have sensibilities of—I have an adversary. I must know something about his designs and how he works. I must be on the alert because he devours people. So that's the first idea of what what senses we are trying to keep. Uh, awake and sharp, namely the senses of evil that are in the world that can destroy us. And he says, resist him. So that's not only the negative here of the enemy that we must be soberly and watchfully aware of, but what are the strategies and what are the means by which we can resist him and defeat him? And there's a key word here, resist him firm in your faith, knowing knowing. So, resist him knowing something, and that ties in with sober-minded and watchful. We we know something, and we don't let this knowledge become blurred or vanish entirely by our, our sleeping. Sober and awake that we might know the reality of evil and that we might know the strategies of resistance. That would be the contextual sense of being sober and awake. Let's Let's branch out now to the other places in First Peter where this idea of soberness is used. Here's chapter one, verse 13. So verses one to 12. He's just given glorious promises that God has made us alive in Christ, and he's going to keep us for himself. He's going to give us an inheritance. The end of our loving him is to receive our salvation. The prophets of old look towards this salvation. Therefore, since we have all those promises, prepare your minds for action and be sober-minded. Same word as we have back in 5, five 7, and 8. Be sober-minded Prepare your minds. Gird up the loins of your minds for action to what end? Set your hope fully. So the point here is be soberly, sharply aware of all those promises in verses 1 to 12 so that you use your mind, having girded it up, to hope fully. So we're not... We're not spending our days turning over every rock and peeking around every corner to see if the, the lion is about to eat us. We're spending our days making sure that our minds are girded for action and our minds are sober-minded because they're full of the promises of God that give us hope. We should walk in lively hope because this is the means by which we're going to be able to, to defeat the evil one. One well, other place, First. 1 Peter 4.7, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled, sober-minded. That's the third use of that phrase. So, 13 5, 7 and 8, and 4.7. Sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. So, now that gives us an angle that when we are sober-minded— when we see things for what they really are, we are aware of God's readiness to hear and answer and our need for him and his availability. And we are uh, picking up the walkie-talkie of prayer and communing with him and calling in his help all the time. So a sober-minded person is a prayerful person because what he's aware of, what what truth that he knows is not just that the suffering is spreading around the world, and we shouldn't be surprised by it, knowing that the same kind of suffering are being re- experienced by your brotherhood. So know that. In your soberness, but we, we also know now that God is a God who gives us hope. In one thirteen, and He answers prayer. In four, seven, and our sober-mindedness and our watchfulness are to keep those truths, those things we know in our minds so that we have, number one, an awareness of danger, number two, a constant joyful awareness of faith-sustaining promises and hope, and number three, a sense of wonderful awareness that God is there to answer our prayer. So a life of sober-mindedness, And watchfulness is not an anxious life. We've already put those anxieties on God. It is a life of anxiety-free alertness to real danger that devours and real promises that sustain our faith and real prayer that bring in God's power to enable us to resist the devil.